Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, will the Red Raiders be road warriors or wimps in 2023? We'll hear from Joey McGuire. Also on DB Depth and an incoming A.J. McCarty appeal decision. Next, a Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Great to see you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. And thanks, as always, for making us your first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now by picking a Super Bowl winner. And then when you're picking that Super Bowl winner, you're getting bonus bets back every time they win throughout the regular season. Right now at FanDuel.com slash Locked on. He's the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. And Chris, great to be with you once again, my friend. And this on the heels of the first weekly press luncheon from Joey McGuire and his coordinators. We will hear from the head coach once again coming up today as they prepare for Laramie, Wyoming. We're going to get to a conversation we touched on yesterday regarding the depth chart and defensive backs and who in reality he expects to see on the field what amount of snaps. We'll also get to an update we're expecting to have today. I'm not sure when it'll be coming to pass. I know you'll probably be discussing it tonight on the Joey McGuire radio show regarding the Baylor transfer, A.J. McCarty, and 2023 eligibility. And then we'll also get some thoughts from Coach McGuire on the clock changes as far as the rules are concerned. A little bit to take in through one weekend. Obviously going to be a challenge to a degree to get used to whenever you are actually up at the line and ready to roll. So we'll get to that and much, much more. But first, let's begin, Chris, away from the LBK and on the road, where last year it was mostly unkind to Texas Tech. You had some of your better moments towards the end of the season, but was not all that successful of a place for the Red Raiders a year ago. A lot of success at home, not the same experience away. And since game one is not... In Lubbock, Texas, America, it's something obviously on the mind of Joey McGuire. You know, whenever you talk about first games and being on the road, something that we've got to learn from. Uh, We finished the season, you know, at Iowa State winning, and then we won on the road in the bowl game, but we weren't great on the road last year. And so it gives this team a chance to really learn from last year and get ready to go this year. But playing a quality opponent, you know, you get to find out about yourself. And so – we, we can't wait to, to get there. Actually going out a day early, so we can't wait to get to Wyoming. And actually, not just any road experience, I guess, Chris. I'm not sure that it's going to Morgantown, West Virginia, but you do have a bit of a hop, skip, and then a jump as you'll make a pit stop in Colorado before actually getting to Wyoming. So uh, maybe some good practice for later on in the year. Yeah, you know, I, I think um... – I think there was a lot of thought put into this upcoming road trip. Uh, obviously, this is a unique kind of non-conference game anyways. You know, this is this is a game that I think actually, you know, I, I think I think I have this right. I think Wyoming was actually supposed to come here during the COVID year, and and th- there were some adjustments made to this home-and-home, home, you know, series. And so I think they just decided to keep this game because, you know, most of the time the Power 5 team, they're going to get the home game first. But I don't think Wyoming comes to Lubbock until it's like twenty-seven or twenty-eight, maybe. But uh, but yeah, you're going you're going out uh, to to Laramie, 
this weekend. But yeah, you're you're going to stay in Fort Collins, which is what you know. I was talking to longtime broadcast, uh, you know, or John Harris uh, the other day, and we were like, we were talking through it because we've been doing this together for 15 years now. We don't ever stay, or the team doesn't ever stay in the city that you play in. It doesn't, it doesn't exist, and this so this is no different. Fort Collins is about 45 minutes away, but yeah, road, road trip. And I think that Joey wants to get his guys used to the altitude. I think they they're going to practice uh, Friday morning in in that altitude. And I think uh, there's actually he, he touched on this uh, early in the week that there's a few of his strength coaches that are new to the staff that actually spent some time at Wyoming a couple of years ago. And there's a few different things that they can do to, I think, help adjust his kids to the altitude. But, yeah, you, you know, Cowan, you, you go back to last year, and this is a different year. It's a different season. It's a different year. The, the variables are a bit different. You're, you're a year older and all that. But the, 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 the road record last year was not good. And it's mm-hmm. something that I think Joey is, is highlighted a bit. And he's been – you know, it, it, I think it sticks in his craw a little bit. Now, granted, you, you ended up winning, um, what, the one true road game at Iowa State. You ended up winning another game on a neutral field, the bowl game and, and all that. So, and then let's just think about it. You, you you lose to Kansas State, who wins the Big 12 and plays in a Big 6 bowl against Bama on New Year's Day or whatever it was. You lose to um, NC State, who at the time – they are like I think top fifteen in the country, and, and yeah. the wheels fell off a little bit after that. But you, you get them in a prime time Saturday night early in the season when they're healthy and and all that. You go to Oklahoma State with you know a backup quarterback making his first career start, I believe for for Baron Morton. You know, so the, the, there's some re- you know you go to TCU and you lose that one, and we sat on an airplane for nine straight hours on the runway in Lubbock, Texas, which is still mind blowing yeah. to me. It, it's it's literally like criminal. Uh, I, I can't <laughs> believe that that happened and all that. But you, we, we, it was the most helpless feeling. And so, Horn Frog in the control tower that day. <laughs> Horn Frog on the flight deck. I, I think Joey was about ready to claim that uh, the, the the folks in purple had something to to do with that. <laughs> yeah, but and, and they end up playing for the national championship. Okay, so yeah. you, you've got you, you know there there was four of your road games and you you won another one in obviously the Iowa State game so there's some reasons why you lost them but you start out 0-1 on the road this season and you're going to be the talk of the sport next week and and for the wrong reasons unfortunately that's just kind of the way it goes that comes with the hype that you've gotten that comes with the dark horse talk that you've gotten that that just comes with the territory that's exactly right. And I really feel like, I mean, the K-State memory for me was that you dug yourself about a 15-foot hole in about 15 minutes early in that game. And Deuce Vaughn was digging it. That's he right. Just, just well, you're helping shovel. him. That's the problem I always have is you're picking up the shovel too. It's like, damn, it's tough enough with them trying to bury you. Leave the shovel alone. Uh, but, you know, like Oklahoma State, Texas Christian ball games, I felt way different about you obviously had great chances to win those games and for whatever particular reasons you wind up as a loser on the road but I didn't feel like you know there were just like road ghosts that continued to plague you I kind of thought each individual game had its own story imagine that what a novelty uh but by the end of the season as we mentioned you pick up a win in maybe one of the two toughest road environments you played in I I don't know at K-State probably pretty tough usually but cold weather in Ames, Iowa, that has not been friendly to Texas Tech for a long time. So you 
somewhat got that chilled monkey off of your back. But Chris, when you look back at some teams that have had success on the road, just as we wrap up this part of the conversation, what's something that sticks out to you that you think makes for a good road team? Is it just old guys that have done it a lot before? What do you feel like is a characteristic you're going to find with a team that gets some wins away from home? Yeah, I I, th- I think uh, I think maturity definitely factors in there. I th- I think uh, fast starts also. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, are are a a component to where because a lot of times, man, you know, you'll you'll go on the road and you, you you just get popped in the mouth, and then sometimes you know the the bad ones just don't recover. Yeah, you know, you 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 kind of are wobbly and you just never really get, get it back. And then there's sometimes where we're really good teams. They'll take the initial onslaught and then they kind of you know settle in and and, and wear them out. But I, I think those are those are two key things. Is man, you got to start well. And I think uh, it's funny because I don't know if you how much football you watched this past weekend, but it not a lot of great football played in, in week zero. I mean, not a lot of easy on the eyes type football. I mean, yeah. like you, you, USC, this really good team that couldn't stop anybody. You know Notre Dame was a bit of a grind, and they ended up kind of rolling on on Navy. But but there was just uh, most of the games that were on, and there wasn't a ton of them. But it it, it was a bit of a you know disjointed at times, and, and all those things. And I think that's what Joey ultimately wants for his team uh, this year to start out the season. Is we don't have to play great football out of the gate, but let's just try to play good football. Let's play. You know, let's play smooth football uh, if we can. Let's eliminate some of this knuckleheadedness, uh, you know, that that plagues a lot of teams with the the pre-snap penalties and, and all those things. And, again, I'm saying what almost every coach in the country would be saying. And it's unrealistic to come out of the gate just a well-oiled machine. But it, it doesn't keep him from wanting it or talking to his people about it. Uh, we'll get back to Red Raider head coach Joey McGuire coming up next. want to get to something that we touched on yesterday, which was maybe the most fascinating part of the initial death chart that was released, and that was the hierarchy, seemingly. I should use air quotes, I guess, when I use that word. Um, at cornerback, we'll talk about Malik Dunlap, Rashad Williams, and Braylon Lux, who we are as anxious uh, to see in action maybe as anybody that is uh, new to the scene here in Lubbock. We'll get to that coming up next on Locked on Texas Tech. First, today's episode brought to you by BetterHelp. And I know all of our lives are filled with uncertainty, which path to take or just how to get down the road in general. And the answers aren't always clear, but there is something that could be of aid. Whether it involves your relationships, your career, or anything else, talking through it with BetterHelp can help you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate the course of your life, giving you the chance to approach every day with confidence and enthusiasm. Therapy isn't just for those who have been through major trauma. It's actually for anybody looking to be the best version of themselves. And with BetterHelp, it's entirely online and designed to be convenient and flexible to suit your specific schedule. So visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnCollege today. That's BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnCollege to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P as in Patrick, BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnCollege. Head there today, get 10% off your first month, and get busy charting your life's course with BetterHelp. (music) 
Bud W. along for the ride on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. Hope you're subscribed on YouTube or wherever you get this podcast so you miss nothing as the season is almost upon us. Going to include some new things. Obviously, we've got a clock rules change uh, to process and get acclimated to this season. And we'll hear from head coach Joey McGuire on just that coming up in a moment. But first, Wanted to get to the defensive side of the football and something we touched on yesterday, which was, uh, I, I guess, an, of interest as far as depth chart interest is concerned. When you see Braylon Lux inserting himself into the cornerback conversation as he has so far, then you see it there on paper, the magical word or uh, also involved there in that, Chris. And so we were touching on um, what it meant, what we thought it meant. And I'll be darned, Joey McGuire got a question about it. And he touched on also what he thought that meant you know it it probably should say like um Rashad Malik and Lux and put or because we don't I don't care who's out there between those three guys I mean Jalen Peoples has had a really good camp and so I feel really, really good about him is that that being our four deep um but we really don't like whenever it comes to those three um whoever's out there whoever Marcel somebody's got to start you know, but I would say those three corners are going to play as much uh, when you get through the end of the game and, and at the end of the year. I bet they have very similar snap counts because, uh, one, you're talking about a, a corner before he got hurt last year was one of the highest graded uh, corners in the nation, uh, you know, pro football focus-wise with Lux. And, um, you know, Malik at, at different times early in camp was banged up. He had a, an ankle sprain, and, you know, he's getting fully back and, you know, has looked really good and he's going to have a great week of practice. But with those three guys, I mean, I know somebody's got to start, but it's like, you know, I don't care who's out there with those three. I feel really, really comfortable with those three guys out on the field. The depth chart is much like a top 25 poll. Some are drawn to it. Some like us will discuss some will, will, I mean, really pull and glean as much info as they can out of it. But it, it's kind of meaningless, <laughs> you know, because, you know, and, and by the time Saturday night gets here, I mean, Braylon Lux could be, you know, I mean, he, he could be, I guess there was the or there, so it wouldn't, it wouldn't yeah. have mattered. But, yeah, I, I just think it's, it's fluid. Uh, I think that a lot of times, you know – not in this case, but a lot of times you're just saying hello to a player, you know, like, hey, man, trying to motivate you here. Like, look, look, look how you're listed. It, the, the point still stands. Three corners, three guys that can start. And I will tell you, if, if you get good, the good word on A.J. McCarty, and I'm just – I want to maintain, I just – this seems unlikely. I think it's a major win if, it, if, if you get good news. He's practiced all August – if he were to get cleared and you knew that before this depth chart uh, was released, he he's he's in a spot with an or next to his name and he could be a starter at corner or one of the safety spots. I mean, that's how good he is. So yeah. it's, it's really going to be depth on depth on depth. If you get the good word here, because he can, he can start at corner. He can start at one of the safety spots. He could start at, you know, at one of those at the star position, you know, top uh, possibly. So, um, but I just, I, I just feel like that's unlikely based on the way that the, the, they, the things have gone and all that stuff, but keep an eye on that. But yeah, you're, 
you've got some depth at corner and and you're you're better off now than you were even when you know you you, you Kobe Miner was here and that felt like that one stung you know when he left but I think you've ably replaced him and actually improved yeah coach McGuire mentioned um in his press conference that he's anticipating word on AJ McCarty uh today if uh today is Tuesday for you so we'll see uh what comes to pass here today but I, I just wanted to ask you and it sounds like um you know the feeling hasn't changed because you weren't optimistic last time we talked about it maybe I don't know two weeks ago or so um so it sounds like maybe nothing changing as far as like oh here's maybe a pleasant surprise coming but you never know until it actually does come to pass I guess you're you're right kind of like that with the depth chart you never know until you actually see them out there on the field what type of chicanery is going on you were just making me think of the indiana head coach who's so far i've just caught this on twitter a couple of times refusing to announce his starting kicker ahead of the ohio state game which i'm sure will play in so large if you can fool the buckeyes with your field goal kicker you may have a chance but uh like i said yesterday nothing has happened so far so this is like the last depth chart playtime for the coaches which i'm sure they enjoy uh, before somebody says, no, nah, we actually saw that guy. I don't think he's going to be in there. We saw this other guy. He may be in there. Uh, we'll have a better idea in weeks to follow, you know, once games have been played. But, yeah, be on the lookout here today uh, for news regarding A.J. McCarty, and we'll just keep our fingers crossed, I guess, for good things uh, until we get there. But you're right, man. The depth uh, is almost feeling luxurious in a way that I didn't really anticipate, even without McCarty, but much less if he was going to be in the mix. I think this is largely uh, overplayed in, in the industry. And I get it. I can't say how I would operate if I was in one of these positions. But the secrecy, you, you know who has open practices all the time? And that you can show up to any time you want. And they don't – nobody cares. Who I, mean, I, don't know what, I don't know what the rules are. If you if you're, maybe you're not allowed to film it, I, I, I don't know, whatever. But, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs – they they have uh, they have open practices all the time and and uh, throughout the season I, I think that that's pretty standard and I I think that they're they're it's working fine for them I just think if you have better, <laughs> better <laughs> players and you execute but some of this uh, and again it's not me on the line it's not my right. job on the line it's not you know I, I can't I can't pretend to know how I would do it. But I just think some of the shrouded in secrecy or the gamesmanship played is just, Silly. I don't know. Yeah, and I guess, you know what, I, maybe I should embrace it because that's what kind of makes college football fun, I well, guess. Well, I do think, like, I'm thinking, as you said, if you're in their shoes, if I'm in their shoes, uh, I may just not tell you anything because well, I don't want to tell you anything. Who cares? <laughs> I see that yeah. it irritates you, and I enjoy, I enjoy <laughs> yeah. that. So I just want to yep. tell you for that reason. But there's all kinds of reasons. But, yes, and it really came to me. It became clear, I think, or, or resonated more with me during the Kingsbury era where it was like Fort Knox and you stunk. And I'm oh. thinking, where's the advantage in the secrecy? Not that like we need to be prying in, but look, football is still a game of 11 men versus 11 men trying to move guys off of their spot on a piece of property. That's it. Like, I don't care about the tempo, the secrecy, the whatever. If you can't kick the dude's ass in front of you whenever you're in the goal line, at the goal line in the red zone, you ain't gonna win games. This was the onset of what I thought was like, okay, this is the industry is in trouble. But I'm out at a uh, practice, and Mike was is still the head coach. Yeah. And this is prior to Ruffin McNeil being the DC. It was none other than Lyle Settensich who was up there. Well, there is a uh, 
you know, where, where the practice fields are over there off of university, there is a bank right across the street that has a, a mini tower. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's not a tower. It's, it's a, a two story kind of, you know, similar to what's on campus, but there's a window in it and there's a little staircase that gets up to the second floor. Anyways, well, Coach Zetensich is uh, on one of these, you know, fall camp practices. He's absolutely convinced that somebody is up in that tower right. and they're, they, they, they've got eyeballs on you and they're just, they're, they're, you're pulling away all the trade secrets. So Mike's <laughs> like, Mike, Mike gets some poor manager over there. Hey, come here. And, and he's like, go up there in that tower, make sure nobody's up there. Will you, you know, and, and so, and I'm like, there was nobody up there. And and then I think coach Sensich was like, yeah, well, they probably saw us coming. They probably already left. Right. And, and, right. and yeah. And, I, and I'm just, I'm just thinking like, I don't care, you know, uh, who was watching some versions of that defense. Did, didn't, didn't really didn't matter. matter no. I mean, uh, it's Dead just in the country, but it's just like, if you're, if you're really good at what you do, you, you know, cause yeah. Nebraska, when Nebraska used to run that option, gentlemen, we are running right. Here we okay, go. so I'm just letting you know. And guess what? They'd run right for about 17 yards whenever they wanted to. That's I mean, right. you know, it didn't you know? So, anyways, it's I uh, I'll let you know. Here's a little historical tidbit. I was working at that bank at that time, and uh, we were actually told second floor was off limits, no movement, because those office space. It was a brand new building. The office space. Are you making not, this up? No, I'm not making this up. The office spaces <laughs> had not even been filled filled on the second floor yet. They weren't leased out. There's nobody in them. And okay. so there was this complaint from my It was a city bank. Yeah, yep, that's right. Um, there was a complaint that like there was movement up there or something or just the story you're telling. So we were told if anybody is up there moving around, stop it. Stay on the first floor. So, yeah, I was actually it was me, coach. I was up there with the binoculars. I was just trying to figure out some ideas myself to help you boys out. I think we were dead last in defense <laughs> in the nation at that time, but I couldn't come up with anything either. Okay. We're almost done, which means another day out of the way and one day closer to football, but not yet. Let's get to something that maybe we haven't considered so far this offseason because I don't know if there's really a chance to consider it much until it hits you in the face. Some rule changes as it relates to college football clock keeping. We'll hear from Coach McGuire on that next on Locked On Texas Tech. First, today's episode brought to you by FanDuel, and football season is breathing down our necks. And I kind of like it. And FanDuel has given you a chance to be a winner all season long. Right now, today, head on over to FanDuel.com slash locked on. And when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets back every time they're winning throughout the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl today at FanDuel.com slash locked on. And you're going to get bonus bets for every dub they pick up. Download the app through the App Store, safe, secure, easy to use, or head to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. And then you can throw those bonus bets at over-unders, player props, spreads, and much, much more. And of course, when you're a winner with FanDuel, you're getting paid instantly. Just one of many reasons why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and start earning bonus bets right now with America's number one sportsbook and the official sportsbook of locked on at fanduel.com slash locked on thanks for making locked on texas tech a part of your day whenever wherever however you're making it happen we appreciate you for being an every day or hope to see you for the next time around so make sure you're subscribed 
on YouTube or wherever you got this podcast. Wrapping up today's conversation with something we all enjoy as sports fan rules. <laughs> and we've got to change. It's been so long. I kind of forget why we're even doing this. Uh, but we got to change with clock keeping now in college football. No more stoppage after a first down. If you watched any football over this week zero weekend, you may have seen some of this playing out to the tune of more commercials, which I know is exactly what we were all after. But as for the team impact, let's take a listen again to Coach McGuire on this adjustment. If you look at like La Tech, La Tech averaged 74 plays uh, last year and they ran 84 plays this year. And so you can say, well, Notre Dame was down. Yeah, but they play Navy. And so you're going to be down playing Navy. And so it really, if you look, the numbers did not change uh, the way I think people think they would. Now, it's going to be interesting because now you're going to have a full slate of games and, and we'll do that study every single week. Um, but we're planning on going fast. Um, that's who we are. And we don't necessarily think, I mean, if it's seven plays, maybe, but it might be even less just because looking at the numbers over this last week, it really shows and you have to take into account who you were playing um, and where you are in the game. But I think we had 10 games that we did that we felt like were games to look at. Um, and it was really half of them had more numbers and half of them had less numbers like Vanderbilt. I think they had like two less plays than what their average was last year. And so it's going to be interesting really, because at the end of the deal, it's really how fast they get the marker there. Cause we're going to go, if we hit that first down or if we have a play, that's going to be a big play, or we think we need a tempo. Um, if they get that marker set, then we're going. So it's really up to the officials, how fast they can get in their positions. Cause they don't have to have the chains ready. They just have the marker set for uh, the down and distance, you know, so wherever that first down is, we're rolling. The goal wasn't to drastically change the way that the game was played. I think that the goal was a subtle change to try to figure out a way to maybe trim the overall game time just a bit. Uh, different things that you're trying to do, like, you know, they, they, they've gone in and said, hey, you know, okay, we're, we're not going to stop the clock on these first downs. I think, though, that that – uh, it, it is going to trim it just a bit, but like, hey, you can't call back-to-back -back timeouts. You know, just stuff like that that I think it, it's trying to keep the game within the TV window. I, I really – I do. I, I think and it's – we've seen baseball uh, go to this with the pitch clocks and, and, and things like that, which it took a while for everybody to adjust to that, but I think the games have been much more efficient and fit in, uh, in into, their, into their TV windows. But that's kind of the idea here, and we'll see how much of an effect it ultimately – has there will be overall less plays in these games but is it two less plays or 15 you know I, I think that's what remains to be seen and I think what Joey is saying jury's still out we, we don't really have enough to to gauge it on yet and and again some of the games are going to be dictated by because like this game this weekend that you're playing this is going to be kind of like what, what he's saying about Notre Dame playing Navy. I mean, this is kind of how Wyoming yep. wants to play football. Uh, and they're going to – this is a team that's like 120-something in the, in the passing offense last year. They, they just – but they don't really look to score and be explosive. They just want to lean on the ball and sit on it and then go play really good defense. It, it's largely by design. So – uh, keep that in mind as it relates just to this weekend because the 
you know, the Oregon Texas Tech game, I'm guessing that both teams may throw that ball uh, a bit uh, around the field there. And so maybe we'll get a bit of a different view of, of this thing then. But you, know, you don't put billboards up for a guy that's going to hand it off 35 times. No, no, you do <laughs> when not. When Bo Nix comes to town. Yeah. College football bureaucrats got us again. What do we get? Fewer game time within the same television window. What does that translate to? Another Downey ad. So thankfully that we've got this worked into the uh, television product, but uh, we'll see. And, you know, at the end of the day, I can bitch and moan about some more commercials, but I'm wondering here, we're there. How does it impact your team? Hopefully the preparation has been in place and taking root uh, for the good guys in red and black. And you won't see them adversely affected uh, by a tweak. Something that's been in place for a long, long, long time, no longer. So we'll see how we all take to it. All right, Chris, appreciate the time as always, my man. Looking forward to hump day coming up tomorrow, and then it's a downhill slope to Laramie, Wyoming. Actually, I think you have to go uphill first, but then downhill on the other side. There's going to be some hills involved, I know that. Looking forward to it, man, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Absolutely, man. Getting closer, man. Appreciate it, Callan. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Keep hope alive, everybody. That's right, and keep your uh, head on a swivel for A.J. McCarty news today. Other things that could come to the surface is uh, Chris and Coach McGuire on the radio later on tonight. Got an adjusted schedule. And I'll have Taj Brooks and Kenny Perry with me as well there you this go. evening. So, yeah. Two uh, Rottweiler-headed sons of guns, so it should be <laughs> a nice collection of hardheads. Okay, for Chris, I'm Casey. We'll see you for the next round on Locked On Texas Tech.